Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We are grateful. Lord, as you began with us the first Sunday of the year, here in your courts, oh God, here we are again. Lord, ending the last Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, once again, oh God, in your courts and in your presence. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We cannot be more grateful. But Lord, let our hearts bring unto you a smith-smelling offering, a thanksgiving offering. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, clap your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. I just want to thank you, Lord. We want to look at our scripture of the week in Psalm 26 and verse number 7. Our scripture of the week, Psalm 26 and verse number 7. It says, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. That I may publish, that I may make known. To publish means to make known. Isn't that so? To advertise. Not with words of thanksgiving, but with a voice of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So this morning, Bishop was making us aware that there is a difference between the words of thanksgiving and the voice of thanksgiving. That is different for someone to say, thank you for the thing you just did for me. Thank you for last night. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for all the year, the things that you have done. Than someone to have a voice of thanksgiving that even it may not be worse, but when you hear the voice of the person, you can hear and feel the appreciation that is coming from the person's heart. But may we always have a voice of thanksgiving and not just words of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And it says to publish, to publish, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works and tell of all thy wondrous works. Now, telling of the wondrous works or publishing is different from meditating in your heart. Isn't that so? It is different from thinking of it. It is different from having it in your mind. Isn't that so? But he says we ought to publish it and tell it the wondrous works of the Lord. Amen. Why don't we read it together? One, two, three, go. Amen. I didn't hear some of you. It's as if you don't have a voice of thanksgiving. Let us read it aloud so that you can only hear yourself. 
that your neighbor, your neighbor's voice, you can't hear him, but you can only hear yourself. One, two, three, go. works Psalm 28 verse 7 Amen. Amen Yeah, we should have a voice of thanksgiving Amen. hallelujah Amen. wonderful well this afternoon for a short time I just want to share a simple message with you I that I call turn back and glorify God wow. turn back and glorify God Stand back and glorify God. I want to read a passage in the Bible from Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. Luke 17. And verse number 11. It says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show that yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Say, turn back. Turn back. Turn back. And with a loud voice glorify God. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Amen. The next verse, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, there are so many lessons that we can learn from this passage. But one lesson is obvious. And we can all see here that when the Lord has done something for you, he expects you to turn back and say thank you. He will be expecting that you will come back and say thank you. That you will actually come back and say thank you. That saying at home and acknowledging all that God has done for you, and say, but the Lord knows that I am grateful is not enough. Being at home and saying in your heart and meditating in your heart and saying that, but the Lord knows 
that I am grateful is not acceptable to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's not enough. Or to sit down in a congregation as people are giving testimonies and testifying of the goodness of the Lord and saying the Lord knows that I am also grateful is not acceptable. Amen. Amen. Because he's expecting you to come back. He's expecting you to say thank you. Amen. Amen. He's expecting you to say thank you not in some low tone of voice, not in your heart, not meditating on your mind. He's expecting you to come back with a loud voice to say thank you. Amen. Amen. In the scripture, in Luke 17, verse 15, he says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Amen. Amen. Now, in the case where God does not want you to publish or say what he has done, he will tell you. And I'm not sure if there's anyone here who had a vision when the Lord said, this thing that I've done, don't tell anyone. When there's a situation like that, the Lord will tell you. Oh yes, there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 2. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 2. He says, and behold, there came a leper. You see, the same lepers, one of them. He said, and now, another one. He says, and there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thy world, thou canst make me clean. If thy world, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man. Do you see? This particular situation, Jesus said to him, See, thou tell no man. Do not tell anyone. Do you understand? He said, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way. Even then, he said, Tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And then he says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion also beseeching him. Do you understand? But this one, he said, Don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest. Go and show yourself to the priest. And he says, That alone will show or it will testify of what the Lord has done for you. Do you understand? So no matter what, he expects you to turn back and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Now back to these, our ten lepers. There were nine other lepers who were healed, but did not come back to say thank you. There were nine other lepers who received healing or who were cleansed, but they did not turn back to say thank you. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't think they were not grateful for the healing. I don't think they were not happy that they were healed. Obviously, they must have been grateful. They must have been happy that they were healed. You see, if you don't know about leprosy, leprosy in those days was considered 
a highly contagious incurable disease it was considered contagious if you have leprosy you were uh, you were isolated from society if you get it you were considered accursed and no one wanted to associate with you you were totally isolated from society completely if you had leprosy you cannot have a job you cannot have a beloved you cannot have a husband if you propose to someone you are hiding you put your hands in your pockets and you propose the day the person finds out that you are a leper that will be the end do you understand the word of god you could not have a husband you could not have a wife if you were a leper that means there will be no children for you are you understanding what i'm sharing with you no family no friends not even the church even the church will not welcome you you were considered an outcast so if someone came and miraculously healed you from this disease you will be grateful you will be grateful amen do you understand what i'm sharing with you you will be eternally grateful to a person like that amen another interesting thing that i want to point out in this story is the way by which jesus healed them when you go back to verse 14 in luke 17 he says and when he saw them he said unto them go show yourselves unto the priest go show yourselves unto the priest and it came to pass that as they went they were cleansed amen now we can see clearly that it was the lord who healed them it was the lord who cleansed them but he seems the lord seems to always want to include his priest in whatever he's doing we can see clearly that jesus healed them but he always finds a way to include his priest to include his pastors amen Amen. to add his pastors to what he's doing and the bible says instead of cleansing them right away he told them to go show yourselves to the priest sometimes you need to come show yourselves to the priest to receive the healing that comes from the lord Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? To receive the healing, the healing is coming from the Lord, not the priest, but you need to see the priest. Amen. Perhaps he wanted to get them to go to church. Perhaps he wanted them to have contact with a priest, that the priest can have access to them, that the priest can call them, that a priest can establish relationship with them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because one of the things that many Christians do when the Lord blesses us is to distance ourselves from the church and from the priest. When the Lord blesses us, we seem to now distance ourselves, remove ourselves from the church. 
We seem to now be too big for the church. We seem to now be too big to come before the priest. But Jesus wanted them to be connected to the priest. Hallelujah. Many people were very hungry in the various countries where they came from. Very hungry. And they were very much in tune with the Lord. They saw the Lord every day for what they would eat. They saw the face of the Lord every day for what they would drink. They sought the Lord for every day for where they would sleep. Many people in such situations sought the Lord. They sought the face of the Lord for their marriages every day. But when the Lord blesses them, when the Lord brings them to an, another land where they seem to have abundance, when the Lord blesses them, they seem to distance themselves now from the church and from the Lord. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes when the Lord blesses you with a job, you don't seem to need a church anymore. You don't seem to need a pastor anymore. You don't seem to need the word of God anymore. But Jesus was expecting that they will come back. Amen. 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 When the Lord healed these lepers, it opened up a new chapter in their lives. It opened up a new page in their lives to all kinds of things now. All kinds of things that they could not do. Now there's a new page that was opened up into their lives. Some of them now, they were going back to the women who they proposed to and rejected them. Some of them were busy now with their applications. Putting in application to companies. Some of them were now working on Sundays. They were working on their resumes or their CVs. Because now they are back to where they belong. And they seem to distance themselves. from. Am I speaking to someone this afternoon? But what is important in this story is that Jesus specifically asked about the other nine. He specifically asked about the other nine. He knew exactly how many people he had healed. God knows exactly what he has done for you. He knew exactly what he has done for you. He knows exactly what he has delivered you from. Amen. He knew exactly how many people he healed. He says, were there not ten? He knew that there were ten people who received healing. 17, 17 says, and Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Today he's asking the same question. On this Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, Jesus is asking the same question. Were there not ten people that received the miracle? Where are the nine? Were there not ten people that got admission into colleges? Where are the nine? He's asking the same question today. Were there not ten people that got married? Where are the nine? Were there not ten people that received beloveds? Where are the nine? He's asking the same question. 
Were there not 10 people that I gave jobs to? Where are the nine? Where are the other nine that I also gave jobs to? Were there not 10 people that received promotions at their jobs? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? He's asking the same question today. Were there not 10 people who kept their jobs all year long? Who, who maintained their jobs all year long? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Were there not 10 people who graduated from college this year? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Hallelujah. Am I speaking to someone? Yes. Were there not 10 people whom I delivered from hospital admissions? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who could have had surgery and I delivered them? They did not have surgery. Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who were driving on a highway and I delivered them from accidents? Where are the nine? He says, turn back with a loud voice and give glory to the Lord. Were there not 10 people? Were there not 10 people? Were there not 10 people whose children I preserved? How come only one turn back? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Amen. Am I speaking to someone today? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who could have been in that accident? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who could have been in that fire? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who could have been in the storm? Who could have drowned? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people sitting on that aircraft? That flew over the ocean and came back in safety. How come only one came back? How come only one turned back? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Beloved, we have no excuse. I said we have no excuse. Were there not 10 people that I provided shelter? 10 people who could have been homeless and I provided shelter. Were there not 10 people that I placed food on their table every day? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Were there not 10 people who applied for the visa? And I gave it to them. How come only one came back? How come? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? He's asking, where are the nine? Jesus is expecting that you will turn back with a loud voice and glorify him. He says, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? Amen. You see, often when certain things come to us without extreme difficulty and extreme hardship, we tend to make them look like our efforts have gained them. We tend to take them for granted. When you don't receive something with extreme difficulty and with extreme hardship, we feel as though our strength and our efforts have acquired them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you graduated from college or you graduated from school, you have your nursing degree. Yes, you have the RN degree. But you search and search and search and search and search. People were receiving jobs and you wondered why? Why do you not have a job? 
you had questioned and said, how come these ones have received jobs and I have not? The Lord is speaking to you. And when the Lord makes way for you that someone accepts to hire you, you tend to appreciate it now. Do you understand? But if you graduate and you just, there's a job here and there's a job there and they are calling you here and they are calling you there and you don't know even which one to choose, you feel that your effort and your strength, your CV is strong. When they see it, they can refuse you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. When you graduate from school and suddenly four or five men are proposing to you and then you are so confused, you don't know which one to choose. This one likes you, that one likes you, this one likes you, that one likes you, and then you weigh them. This one has the height, but he doesn't have the broad chest that I want. This one is too skinny. This one is too this. And you, you don't know which one to choose. But this one's salary is bigger than this one's salary. This one, I like the way he dresses. This one, I like the way he wears his jacket. This one, this, and then you are weighing which one to choose. You see that you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I am too beautiful. I am too nice. I look too good. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But when year after year, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and then you are marking time, I will never reach 30. Someone has to come. Lord, show yourself. I cannot cross 30 without a man. And then you don't want to enter 30. 30 is coming. Say, no, I'm not entering 30. The man has to come. And then we say, it's your special birthday. We want to give you flowers. It's not my special birthday. You don't want us to even know that you are 30 years. You see? And when the 30 is almost coming, and then the last Sunday of the year, 2018, just before you cross to be 30, some man proposes. He say, oh Lord, your works are wondrous. They are marvelous in my sight. Beautiful are thy works. Do you not listen to prayers? Are you the God that hears prayers? When we call upon you, you answer and you hear. I come before the Lord with a testimony. I stand before the congregation of the church with a testimony for the great things the Lord has done. Look, when the Lord turned my situation around, I was like them that dreamed. Because you almost crossed 30. And then you realize that your shape did not help you. Your beauty did not help you. You did your hair different styles, different colors. It didn't help you. You changed the makeup back and forth, doing different kinds of makeup. You realize it didn't help you. Then you realize that your strength could not have done this, except the Lord was on your side. Amen.
You did different colors of makeup, different shades, different hairstyles. You went as far as doing kaji kaji. It still didn't help. You say, now I hear that the men like kaji kaji. You try that, it didn't help. Then some man came before you and said, Would you marry me? You are looking at him and you say, It must be the Lord. This can only come from the Lord. The Lord touches heart. But otherwise, when it's so easy, you look at yourself and you say, I'm too beautiful. They are confused about me. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So when things come to us without such difficulty and without such hardship, you don't seem to see the hand of God in it. You just got married and one child after the other, child after the other. And then you say, now I am tired. I want to tie my womb. You say to yourself, me, I am too fertile. When the man touches me, I am just bringing forth. He doesn't need to do anything. He just kisses me and I am bringing forth. He said, you are too fertile. But I remember. I remember. That is why when I look at my children, I see the mighty hand of God. Because I remember a time in my life where having children was far-fetched. Do you know what is far-fetched? It was like beyond imagination. And I see the Lord's hand. The Lord's hand. Amen. I can see the Lord's hand. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So when certain things come to us with ease, when certain things come to us, things that happen to people, and they don't happen to you, you feel that your effort and your strength have acquired these things. But we don't need the Lord to put us in difficulty and in hardships before we acknowledge that this is the doing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, For who sees anything different in you? I'm reading from the ESV. He says, for who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? What do you have that you did not receive? Joseph, the Lord is speaking to us this Sunday. He said, what do we have that we did not receive? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Why do you walk around as if you did not receive it? Why do you behave as if you did not receive it? Why do you sit down and watch others giving thanks as if you did not receive it? What do you have that you did not receive it? Amen. Amen. So if we knew that everything we have was given to us, we will be grateful. We will be grateful and you will give thanks. If you knew that everything you have 
was given to you. You see, you don't deserve to have anything. Do you understand? And no one is under any obligation to give you anything. Amen. You don't deserve to have anything. And no one is under any obligation to give you anything. So the scripture is saying, what do you have that you did not receive? Patrick, what do you have that you did not receive? Amen. John 3 and verse 27. The Bible says, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. There is nothing that you can receive except it is given you from heaven. He said, what do you have that you did not receive? There is nothing that you have except it be given from heaven. Amen. Amen. You see, a lot of us have no idea what the enemy would have done if he had his way. We don't know what the enemy would have done to us if he had his way. You don't know Satan's plan about you. If the enemy were to have his way, you don't know what he would have done to you. You have no idea what he would have done to you. That is why the scripture says in Psalm 107 verse 2, he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Amen. Amen. The Lord has redeemed you from the hand of the enemy, and he does not expect you to meditate on your heart. He does not expect you to keep it to yourself. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. You see, the enemy is anything that rises up against you. Anything that rises up against your life. The enemy is anything that rises up against your progress. Anything that opposes you. Anything that resists you. Anything that prevents you from moving forward. Anything that prevents you from receiving the blessings of God. Anything that prevents you from receiving what God intends for you. He says, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Anything that prevents you from having the abundant life is an enemy. Amen. Amen. Anything that prevents you from enjoying life, from having happiness, is the enemy. Do you understand? Anything that rises up against your health is the enemy. Anything that wants you to have or die prematurely is the enemy. Anything that intends to take your job away from you is the enemy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Anything that prevents your progress, prevents you from advancing, prevents you from moving forward is the enemy. Anything that wants you to stay in bed and cry is the enemy. Anything that wants you to isolate yourself, to isolate yourself, not feel like coming in the company of people who are happy is the 
enemy. And the Bible says, God constantly redeems us from the works of the enemy. God is redeeming you from the works of the enemy. May the Lord redeem you from the works of the enemy. He said, God constantly redeems us from the works of the enemy. And when the Lord does such things in our lives, he wants us to acknowledge him. He wants us to acknowledge what he has done. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? He wants us to acknowledge that his hand is upon us. He wants you to acknowledge that he is he who has redeemed you. He wants you to acknowledge that it is given from heaven. That you have health, it is given from heaven. That you have a job, it is given from heaven. That you have a husband, it is given from heaven. You see, sometimes we focus on the things that we don't have or the things that seem to us as not working our way. And we think that God has not done anything for us. Do you understand? And that makes you refuse to count your blessing. But I tell you, sometimes the thing that has not happened or the thing that you have not been able to do is the very thing that God is trying to do. Do you understand? Yeah. I heard of a story about a woman who was with her son at the seashore and there was a big wave that came and then it came to the shore and when the water returned to the sea, the child was gone. And the woman stood at the shore and crying unto the Lord and making certain confessions. If you will bring this child back, because she searched everywhere, asked everyone, and no one had seen the child. And so she lifted up her voice and cried unto the Lord. And cried unto the Lord. I said, if you will bring this child back, I will give up this. I will give up smoking. I will give up adultery. I will give up disrespectfulness. I will give up cheating on my tax. I will give up this. I will give up that. I will give up this. If only you will bring this child back. And she was crying and crying and crying. And another wave came. And when the wave came and went back, the child was lying at the shore. Do you understand? And the child apparently was wearing a beautiful hat that the woman had bought for her. And that hat was what fell in the water and the child was going to get a hat. And that is when the storm took her, took him. So now the woman was, the Lord has brought you, but where is the hat? Where is the hat? Lord, I made a lot of promises, but where is the hat? Where is the hat? And now the prayer was, let's pray that the Lord will bring back the hat. You see, but sometimes the Lord takes away from us the very thing that is leading us into our death. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But sometimes we don't know. And so what the Lord has not done is sometimes exactly the answer to our prayers. But the Bible says, 
all things. He said, and we know. Give us that, Romans 8 and 28. He says, and we know that all things, all things, everything work together. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love him. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Anyone that loves God, anyone that cherishes God, anyone who God is dear to, everything that is happening in your life, it is working together for a good purpose. It is working together for a good end. What he has done and what he has not done, they are all working together for your good. Sometimes what he has not done is working more together for your good than what he has done. Except that you cannot see. But if you love God, what he has done and what he has not done, they are working together for our good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, he says, in all things, in all things, in what he has done and in what he has not done, he says, in everything, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Do you have any reason to give thanks to the Lord this Sunday? Do you have any reason to thank God this Sunday? He says, in everything, give thanks. What he has done and what he has not done. He says, I healed nine, I healed ten. Were there not ten that were cleansed? Were there not ten that were cleansed? Perhaps he has cleansed you, but you are not married yet. Perhaps he has cleansed you, but you don't have a job yet. But he says, in all things, in everything, give thanks. Amen. Amen. What you do not have today, give thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, what you do not have today, give thanks. Amen. What you do not have now, give thanks. What you have not been able to accomplish, give thanks. Yes. yes. In all things, give thanks. You've not been able to finish school, give thanks. You have failed the exam twice, give thanks. Amen. Amen. You are single today and you want to marry by all means. Give thanks to the Lord that today you are single. Amen. You see, it sounds like you can't. How can I thank God? I want to get married and I am single. How can I thank God for being single? But the scripture says, in everything, in everything, that means in singlehood, give thanks. If you are married today, Though you think that your marriage is not the type that it should be, it should not, it's not going the way that it's going, that situation, that particular condition that is in your marriage, the Bible says, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Say me, me, me. Concerning me. You know, when we don't know the will of God, there are certain things that are clearly the will of God. It is the will of God to give thanks because you are single. It is the will of God to give thanks because you don't have a child. It is the will of God to give thanks because you don't have a job. It is the will of God to give thanks because you don't have your papers. It is the will of God to give thanks no matter what situation you are in. This is the will of God concerning you. Concerning you. Concerning you means that the situation that you particularly you are in, give thanks. It is the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He says there were nine. There were ten. Where are the other nine? 
There were ten. Where are the other nine? There were ten. Where are the other nine? Amen. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. It says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. I am the Lord. I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. He says, I am the Lord thy God, thy Redeemer, who teacheth thee to profit. Who teacheth thee to profit? Is there anything that has led you to profit? Is there any path that you have taken that you have gained something? It is the Lord who teacheth you or who teaches you to take that path. He says, I am the Lord. If there is anything that seemed to have benefited you, I am the Lord who teacheth thee. Amen. I am the Lord. You see, we have no excuse not to thank God. We have no excuse not to thank God. We have no excuse. I say, I am in a place where I see young and old die. Young people and old people die. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve to be alive today. There is nothing that says or guarantees that you have to be alive today. Amen. There is nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing that says that you should live up to 70. There is no guarantee. Amen. He says, I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord that makes you miss this path. I am the Lord that made you lose that exit as you were driving on a highway. I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord that when you were searching for a ticket, I am the Lord that made you not get this airline, but get that one. I am the Lord. I am the Lord that made you see this doctor, but not that one, because this one would have killed you. I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord that made you marry this one instead of that one. I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. And lead you. And lead you. Amen. Amen. You love God in all things. Give thanks. Do you love God? Do you love God? Or you don't love God? Are you people who love God? Then he says, in everything, in everything, because he says, he is the one that teacheth thee to profit. He is the one that teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord. And I lead you. I lead you. So where I'm leading you is leading you to profit. I say, where I'm leading you is leading you to profit. On the way you may encounter unprofitable things, but the end where I'm leading you is leading you to profit. I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. He says, I lead you. I am the Lord that leadeth thee. He says, Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. The Lord leads you by the way that thou shouldest go. He leads you. He says, take this bridge. Don't take that bridge. I am the Lord that leadeth you that when you ask for the Uber, this one came and not that one. I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord that makes you miss the full train, this particular one. As you were going, your shoe came off and you were angry that you missed that train and you are going to be 10 minutes late. I am the Lord that leadeth thee, that teacheth thee to profit. 
I intended that you take this one and not that one. I am the Lord that leaded thee. I am the Lord that leaded thee that they do not hire you on this job. I am the Lord that leaded thee. Amen. I am the Lord that leaded You know, sometimes certain things, if the Lord wants to bring you to a better place, he has to close one door. He has to close one door. I heard of a young man who was working in a, in a pharmaceutical shop. And he worked so hard. Over time, every time they ask him, he's available. Everything they ask him to do, he's doing. And then one day he went to work. And they said, we don't need your services anymore. And he pays his tithe. He gives offerings. He does things in the church. He works overnight, comes to church in the morning. And he was asking, Lord, why? Look at all these unbelievers that are on the job. They didn't hire any one of them. And then right across from the street where he worked, they were building a new company, a new pharmaceutical with this one that he works in, old the, the cashier machine, everything, the computers are old, everything is old. And this new one, high technology, high things, new things, beautiful. And so the very day that they fired him, he's just miserably talking to the Lord and asking why. And then he passed by this new one that they are opening. And then he said, um, if there's any place where even cleaning, anything, I will do. They said, we are hiring. We are hiring. He says, I'm a pharmacist. He says, then bring your CV. He brought it. And the money that they were giving him, the amount of money that they were giving him, he stood there and then he looked at the place where he used to work. And he looked at this one and he lifted up his voice and said, Lord, you are too good. Your ways are not our ways. Neither your mind is our mind. The way you think is not how we think. You will not understand. But when the Lord wants to bless you, because you will stay on that job with the old computers, old things, old customers, everything is old, old people for years, and you will not move. But when the Lord wants to bless you, he will close one door. I say he will close one door. So the guy who proposed to you and didn't marry you, oh, he is opening a better door for you. Do you understand? The woman who you proposed to and she felt she's too high for you, she has done you great good. Do you understand? So the one who bounced you is working together for a better one. The one who said no, it is working together for a better one. The one who said I don't like you, it is working together for another one. The one who you felt so embarrassed, is working together for another one. Hallelujah. When the Lord wants to bless you, he has to close one door. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, the ways of the Lord, they are like that. They are like that. If you, if you, if you, if you, want, to, if you want to go this way, if I want to go this way, there is no way that I can go through this, church. 
I will come here and I realize there's no way and I have to turn. And then I will come this way and my mind will say that this is a shortcut and I realize there's no way. And then I have to come this way. And when the Lord is leading you, when he brings you the way that he wants you to go, there is no obstacle. I said there is no obstacle. There is no obstacle. When the Lord sets you on the path, there is no obstacle. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is no obstacle. You see that suddenly everything is just flowing. This is flowing. That is flowing. You didn't say anything, but she says, I'll marry you. You see, that is flowing. But do not be in that difficulty before you see that this is the working of the Lord. Amen. Because as for the enemy, he's working every day to oppose you. Every day to oppose you. He says, let the redeem of the Lord say so, whom he had redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The enemy is re- opposing you, but the Lord will redeem you. The enemy is stealing from you, but the Lord is redeeming you. I said, the enemy is taking from you, but the Lord is redeeming you. The enemy is fighting you, but the Lord will redeem you. The Lord will take you higher. The Lord will lead you on. I said, the Lord is propelling you into progress. I said, the Lord has plans for you. He says, plans of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. You may resist, you may encounter resistance and opposition, but the doing of the Lord. I said, the doing of the Lord. In the end, you see the beauty of his work. He says, there's no obstacle. You see, people are flowing. Children are flowing. Marriage is flowing. Work is flowing. Career is flowing. Jobs are flowing. You don't know which one to choose. May the Lord do so in the coming year, in 2019. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and let us bring the service to your close. Say, has the Lord done anything for you? Then let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Don't let it be in your heart, but may you shout it out. May you say it aloud. He said, let the redeem. I have redeemed you. I have kept you throughout the year, day after day. There were moments that the enemy would have shot in your life, but I redeemed you. Therefore, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. He said, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? May you never be in the nine that did not return, that did not turn back to glorify God. But may you always be that one, that one, that one that turns back with a loud voice to glorify God for what he has done. Oh Jesus, we are thankful. We are grateful. There is so much that you have done. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. Lord, we are not them that forget. We cannot forget, oh God. Remember what you have done. We remember what you do day by day. We remember the night of God that we needed comfort. Father, where there were disappointments, but you came through. And because of you, oh God, we are alive today. There were times that, Lord, we felt like not wanting to live anymore. There were times, oh God, that there were tears on our pillows. There were times, oh God, that we felt like not even coming out of our rooms. There were times, difficult times, difficult times, where we saw no light, where we saw no end. But, oh God, here we are today. Here we are. Here we are. Oh, Jesus. Here we are. Here we are. 
We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. You are here. You know if you were to die today, you are not certain of your salvation. You are not sure where will you be this afternoon, this last Sunday of 2018. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. I want to welcome Jesus as my Savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. Show up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I'm giving you an opportunity this last Sunday of 2018 to give your life to Jesus. To receive Jesus as your Savior. You cannot tell. You say, if I were to die today, where would I be? Today you can make that, you can answer that question. To be sure of your salvation. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. For the love that you have shown us. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice that you made for us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.